for comparison, let's take a look at the previous iMac. The logic board and thermals were huge because of the power-hungry processor. <laughs> Hot damn, I spoke too soon. Colleen TKO's uh, Justin Long, first round, 30 seconds in. I guess put that in your internet bubble pipe, Intel, and smoke it. Today, we're thrilled to introduce a Mac that has been built from the ground up around M1. And here it is. I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm reacting live to the all-new Apple Silicon iMac. Hit subscribe so you don't miss the full review, and then let's get into it. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. And it's incredible from every angle. It's bursting with color from both the front and the back. Like a Skittle package just exploded all over the iMac. And it practically disappears when you view it from the side. It really is very iPad-like from the side. And almost shades of the Pixar iMac, too, which is really nice to see again. We wanted it to feel light and optimistic while instantly brightening up any space. And that is Apple's current design language. They went there, you know, that back to the future, retro future chic design language. They went with the iPad redesign. From the front, iMac is clean and simple with a single sheet of glass covering the entire surface. The softer colors and light gray borders ground the iMac in your environment and allow you to focus on your content. So they are pastel from the front. They're vibrant on the back, pastel on the front with white borders. The back is designed to really celebrate color with bold, richly saturated shades. So sort of like the AirPods Max, they're designed to match both the more pastel colors of the Air, of the iPad Air and the more bold colors of the iPhone 12. They're sort of those, those uh, dual-tone, two-tone finishes. With every generation, iMac has moved closer to our vision to make the computer disappear. And while we've had the same great design for several years, we haven't had the technology to take the next big step until now. And Apple's being really kind here is that Intel was not capable of producing chipsets that would that could exist within this size thermal envelope. They were just way too hot, way too hungry. And Apple had to make that sort of bubbled back design and try to fit in as much as they could. But M1 has no such constraints. For comparison, let's take a look at the previous iMac. The logic board and thermals were huge because of the power-hungry processor. <laughs> Hot damn, I spoke too soon. Colleen TKO's uh, Justin Long, first round, 30 seconds in. I guess put that in your internet bubble pipe, Intel, and smoke it. And because M1 is far more power efficient, the bulky thermal system is replaced by just two small fans. So it should, it should be similar to the MacBook and the, sorry, the MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini which is you won't probably even notice that the fans are there, but when you do persistent workloads, workloads that last longer than 20 minutes, and those fans do have to kick in to prevent the, the M1 from throttling down, from reducing frequencies to reduce heat, uh, you know, if it's saturated everything else, this will just kick that fan in that thermal, that uh, active thermal management system. So on the new iMac, we made the display an expansive 24 inches. So because they Thanos snapped those bezels, the design, the size is actually similar to the 21.5-inch um, current iMac, but it's got a 24-inch display in there. And it has nearly 11.3 million pixels in its 4.5K retina display. So you get a whole extra half K. iMac now has a 1080p FaceTime HD camera, which doubles the resolution for much higher quality video. Way better than what's on Apple's MacBooks. The camera is paired with M1, which has Apple's latest image signal processor, or ISP. And because it's got the image signal processor 
from the M1, which is identical to the image signal processor in the iPhone 12, it can do all the computational photography, all the smart HDR version three features so that it can really maximize the light. This is also the best mic system ever in a Mac. So studio quality it is. All of these speaker innovations, coupled with advanced algorithms, enable iMac to support spatial audio when playing video with Dolby Atmos. Ever since Apple started working seriously on the HomePod, what was it, you know, seven years ago, and built up that giant sound lab, they've really been pushing the envelope on their speaker technology, not just with the HomePod or with things like the AirPods, but increasingly like the 16-inch MacBook Pro has absolutely terrific speakers, and it looks like we're getting something similar on the iMac. It's the best sound system ever in a Mac. Best camera on a Mac, best mics on a Mac, best sound system on a Mac. I, I just cannot wait for all the, the rest of the Macs. I need that 16-inch MacBook Pro so badly, Apple. Now, add in the power and performance of M1 and macOS Big Sur, this experience is simply unrivaled. So this seems like it is still based on M1, the same M1. We haven't heard anything different about core counts. For example, the idea of an M1X would be that it would go from two efficiency cores and six performance cores and the eight graphics cores to something like, you know, 12, uh, you know, two efficiency, 10 performance, 12 graphics cores. Maybe like the higher end versions would go to 16, the high, high end versions would go to 32. But if this is still based on M1, it's good, um, but it's, it's definitely an entry level Mac. And in Final Cut Pro, you can edit up to five streams of 4K footage or one stream of 8K footage without dropping a frame. And that does leave us wondering if there will be a 27 inch iMac, a future event like WWDC in June that will go to that next level. And that's when I anticipate Apple doing sort of like the rollout for the next level of uh, M1, M1X processors, whatever they call them, that do have those additional cores for those heavier workloads. It has up to four USB-C ports, including two Thunderbolt ports for super fast data transfer. Oh, so it's two USB, two USB Type-C and two USB 3 ports with Thunderbolt built into it. So not quite four fully functional ports. I'd be interested to see how that works out to the layout on the chip if they still have two Thunderbolt controllers or if they are doing something fancier with more controllers. And we created a new power connector that attaches magnetically. So it's quick and easy to connect. It has a two meter color match woven cable that leads to a small power adapter. And for ethernet, check out this cool innovation. It connects to the adapter and runs through the power cable to keep your desktop less cluttered. They have color matched aluminum keyboards, of course. There's a magic keyboard with new emoji, spotlight, dictation, and do not disturb keys. And a lock key to instantly lock iMac. Magic keyboards uh, that sort of bring it up to uh, date with iOS ones, including the emoji keys. Next, there's a magic keyboard with an exciting new feature. And yes, Touch ID on the Mac desktop. This is fantastic. Wireless fingerprint data transmission is made possible by a secure processor in the keyboard. It communicates directly with the secure enclave in M1, creating an encrypted channel to protect your fingerprint data from end to end. And you know, this is secure because Apple's been doing uh, remote unlock through your iPhone. You've been able to use your iPhone or your Apple Watch to unlock the iMac uh, for years already. Uh, the only difference here is you have to have some sort of security built into the keyboard. I mean, you see what Apple did there, whether they used uh, a secure element like from an Apple Watch. And there's a magic keyboard with Touch ID and a numeric keypad too. Magic Mouse, loved by iMac users, now features color-matched aluminum. 
I have never liked a single Apple mouse. I'm sorry. And Magic Trackpad, still by far the industry's best, has a refined shape to match the new keyboard. I never use them, though. I always use trackpads. I love the, I love all of Apple's trackpads, including the desktop ones. It starts at just $12.99 in four colors. And at $14.99, iMac comes in seven colors with these additional features. Those RAM limits, though, I mean, I guess for a really entry-level, really prosumer, consumer version, that's okay. But And yeah, Apple's keeping the 27-inch iMac, the 27-inch Intel iMac around for now. It just makes me even hungrier for the iMac and the MacBook Pro to go fully high-end on M-series processors. For the full-length version of my Apple event coverage, head on over to Nebula. That's where I post all my videos, ad-free, sponsor-free, and many of them with extended bonus content. Also, my exclusive original, where MKBHD, iJustine, Gruber, and others share their memories of the original iPhone event. And you can get a Nebula subscription for free when you sign up to CuriosityStream using the link in the description or at curiositystream.com slash Ritchie. And right now, the bundle is over 40% off for Earth Day. That means for less than $12 a year, you'll get access to their thousands of documentaries and series like Reinventing New York, as well as the ad-free and often extended videos on Nebula from Jordan Harrod, TechAlter, Epos Vox, Real Engineering, Real Science, Low Spec Gamer, and so many more. All right now at 40% off, less than $12 a year. Just click the link in the description or go to crossdaystream.com slash it really helps out this channel. Hit the playlist above for all the videos on all of Apple's brand new products. Every feature, every detail, every comparison. Just hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.